Ooh, yeah! Killer Pod from Outer Space presents War Games. What's up, party people? Welcome back to the Killer Pop Matter Space Christmas Edition. My name's Jeff. With me, as always, my compadre Vinny. What's up, mi amigo? Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. That was very good. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> Happy Christmas. Happy Yule Tide cheer. You'll love it. Oh. Mm. <laughs> it's going to be one of those nights. Oh, yeah. Nice to be back in. What do you got going on? Nothing. Didn't we just do this last week? Yeah. Feels like it was forever ago. But yeah, yeah nothing. We nothing did our, going on. Or catch up. Yeah. Um, you, watching you've stuff. You've been cranking out some movies. Yeah, watching as much as possible. I am on a uh, mission to just watch. So, I dig it. You yeah. got plenty of things to watch. Like, yeah. you know, once Christmas season is over, getting through all those stacks. Oh, yeah. Getting oh, yeah. through every movie that's come out since 2015. <laughs> I was at the library today, <clears throat> and I was like, they have new releases in there. Chester County? No, Phoenixville. Wow. Um, they had the new Candyman in there. They had, I didn't know the Snake Eyes movie had even come out. They have that in there. Check out um, Chester County. It's right outside of the Exxon Mall. Uh, it's a huge library. They got a massive oh, and, yeah, uh, comic and graphic novel section. Lots of movies. Right on. Yeah, I was like, oh, well, I guess I'll be shopping here from now on. Producer, what's going on? Not much, guys. How are you? We got the rotating producer filling in, as always. Sitting to our right this evening, as opposed to the left. where On my left. Some, no, that's true. <laughs> Never mind. Watching the Eagles get beat already. Yeah, yeah this is going to turn... I can't believe this game's going to turn into an embarrassment. Let's talk... Uh, let's talk fantasy football and how my team after making a valiant run to clinch the second seed and get the first week week by is now decimated by injuries and covid protocol and you got bumped out of the out of, out of the playoffs the by other, the original producer jj yeah in the other league that, that's embarrassing that league the story in that league last week i was losing by 160 points after the first game on thursday night <laughs> Insane. Yeah. The scoring is ridiculous. Fantasy football is such a funny thing. We have a a group of guys at work that all they talk about is fantasy football. And the conversations back and forth are ridiculous. They're coaches of their own team. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's very, very aggravating. It makes you wonder why we do it every year. Well, Money. If, you're, if you're like not involved in it, you're like sitting there, you're like, what the fuck? Are yeah, what are people talking about? <laughs> I was doing it at the bar one night. And some girl's like looking at my phone. Like, are you playing fantasy football? I was like, yes, and I'm very annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's aggravating. You got anything? Uh, well, actually, before we get into the news, let's pop open these beers. Yeah, this beer can actually reminds me I didn't break out the pink bunny suit this year. Yeah, yeah, you should have wore it. I didn't even think about it. I was it. trying to get Steph to wear her festive pajamas. This day was wild. Happy. I was so busy today that I didn't think about the Eagles game. I didn't think about the pink bunny suit. Yeah. Didn't even get to lunch was, until 3 o'clock. I was running around. But anyway, for beers, we have Stickman Brews out of uh, Royersford, Pennsylvania. They are the best brewery in Southeast PA, as they say, um, tongue-in-cheek. And I, I do agree with it. This is the... 
spoiled and angry children. It's their Christmas beer. It's got a cool label that we'll post. Um, it's got the Christmas tree with a bunch of kids all whiny and crying because of their gifts and whatever. Uh, it's a double IPA brewed with pine branches. So this should be real nice. Yeah, I like the can a lot, though. I love sticky. Mmm, -hmm. mm, smells good. Oh, yeah. You get that, get that pine big time. Yeah, I like That's that. Nice. I like big that a lot. Time. Festive. Nah, I like it a Sticky's lot. Sticky's awesome. Their, their beers are really on point. Um, they're slowly starting to distribute to uh, distributors and grocery stores, but a great place to hang out. They have a location in Roarsford, Pennsylvania, and Chester Springs, and both are fun spots. Yeah, we need to go to that one and the main one in Royersburg. Yeah, I haven't been there in quite a while. Yeah. They do uh, hot dogs on Wednesdays. We should definitely check that out. And, and that um, some dogs. They have some new uh, pizza that they're doing now hmm. on weekends. Yeah, I feel about pizza, though. I know. You don't like pizza. It's not that I don't like it. It's just it's pizza. You don't care about it. Exactly. Yeah. But we have a good pizza. Mm. 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 Like a pickle pizza? Nah, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that pickle pizza was. I like that stuff. Right. That's the first one I read. What do you got in the news front? Well, let me preface the news with my music pick. Yeah, yeah. That's a quick one. It's an easy one. It's the Christmas episode. It's Christmas time. Um, Elvis doing Christmas songs, man. I don't think there's anything better than that. That's like my Christmas jams. Like if Mine's I had Bing Crosby. I was gonna say. I mean, if he's I had the Godfather. To, if I had to go to a second, it's Bing. But yeah. like. You can keep every other song. If it's Elvis singing it, I'm good. Yeah. Now, what about uh, Mariah Carey? Nope. <laughs> Not a fan. Not a fan. <laughs> Give me Elvis all day. And like I said, Bing Crosby, that close second. Celine Dion has a Christmas album, right? Yeah, she's got to. Dee Snyder wrote a song on that. Celine Dion. That's how we got a diamond record. She's a Canadian treasure. I guess. It's true. I mean, the thing's so. I have no interest in ever going to Vegas, it's just not my bag. But if I could go to Vegas just for like one night, see the strip, catch a Celine Dion show, and be on my way. What if we go see her in Canada? Well, that's even better. That'd be awesome. Then she's at home. And she's, she's probably, talking French, and we're not going to know what's going she's on. in the zone. That'd be yeah. tight. Yeah. Isn't, uh, remember Shania Twain? Isn't she Canadian? No, she's a country singer. I know, but I think she's she Canadian. Be. I think she's Canadian, though. Well, that's just. That was where I was going backwards. With it. Yeah, that's where I was going with it. Um, hmm. I swear, I remember seeing a video clip of like. Her doing a show in Canada, and she's like national hero up there. Hmm. People might just love Shania Twain. That's possible too, <laughs> but I'm pretty sure she was speaking French. I dig her songs. Is she doing anything anymore? I uh, I don't know. Cashing in on the same song, dude. I remember I was on, I was in high school, and we were driving to Florida, and my grandparents love country music, and that was the year uh, that song came out, and I heard it about six million times, <laughs> just. But in, in every state down the East Coast, I heard. I feel like everybody did that year, though. That don't impress me much. <laughs> All right, what's your favorite Elvis Christmas song? Uh, Blue Christmas. Okay. Yeah, number two, Silent Night. Oh. I like um, I'll Be Home for Christmas. Okay. He does yeah. that well. Yeah. Um, his Silent Night is, like, haunting. Very good. Mm-hmm. Very good. What's your favorite non like classic christmas non classic yeah, christmas like song yeah like you were saying mariah carey obviously um probably i'm trying to think cuz i always hear them in movies and like oh i love that song 
bum on the spot and I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Mine, yeah. Mine's Christmas and Hollis. Okay. Yeah, I mean, okay. I don't think... I don't think anyone did it better than Run DMC. Yeah, that's good. It's a good one, right? I'm drawing a blank now. Damn it. It'll pop in my head. And that and like um, like the Ramones, Joey Ramones stuff. Like Merry Christmas, I Don't Want to Fight Tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a classic. I can tell you my all-time favorite Christmas song is Rock Around the Christmas Tree. Like the old school one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, fair enough. It's just festive. Plus, it's in like one of your favorite movies. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just wanted to get the music out there. I know last year we did that sweet music episode and we didn't get to it this year. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I didn't think there was much more we could put on there, but... I know all the Christmas jams. Yeah. The problem is we just strapped we ourselves. We strapped jams. ourselves for time this year. And we, it's uh, just been going by too quick. Yeah. And, uh, I'm never taking vacation close to the holidays again because that's got me all fucked up. Yeah, I just... Like I said, man, I've either been... Out getting rowdy or just laying in bed. And now I'm just laying in bed. Done with the rowdiness for a while. So you were bitching earlier like, man, we need to record more. I was like, well, it certainly isn't me. Because I'm in bed at 7 o'clock every night now. Can so, I record from my bed? Yeah, can we do that? Just hook me up. I'll put the phone yeah, to my phone face. Yeah. Um, not much news since last time we spoke. But uh, I don't know if you caught the trailer or the news about uh, Nick Cage's next project? We talked about it. We did? Where he's playing himself? Yeah. Or maybe we didn't do it on the show. It might have been out in Philly at the bar. It, yeah. It was actually a good dog. Yeah. yeah that's right. Actually, wait. Let's talk about the Philly trip. Oh. Well, there's not much to talk about. Well, it's just good debauchery fun. Right. So we do a Christmas uh, Philly trip every year. Uh, it was just the two of us this time. The, uh, the boys were all working and backed out or whatever. But um, good time. We kind of changed it up. We did Macy's like we always do. There's a Christmas light show there. There's a Charles Dickens um, Christmas Carol like walkthrough with uh, puppets. Or not puppets. Uh, what would you call it? Adam, animatronics. animatronics. Yeah, yeah like a little village. Super cool. And then from there, we just pretty much eat and drink our way through Philly. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. It was great. Hit some good spots. We always hit Chinatown, get some ramen. Yeah, we uh, definitely changed it up this year. We were... Uh... Had Bloody Marys to start at uh, McGillan's. Mm-hmm. We would usually go to Ben Brew. Franklin drank there. Yeah, that's right. In case you wanted to know. Uh, Brew was not open, so we were like, all right, what do we do now? So we went to Milk Boy, I think, next. Yep, Milk Boy. Yeah. And shout out to the girls there who were, like, ripping shots at noon. Yeah, it was wild. They were, they were hitting. <laughs> it wasn't even noon yet. It was 1130. Oh, yeah. They were, like, partying. Ripping shots, having um, martinis. They were, they were going to be down for a nap around 3 o'clock. For sure. Yeah, good for them. More power to them. Yeah, yeah, they were loving it. Um, Monk's Cafe is a great yeah, my first time spot there. in Philly. Uh, Belgian joint, great mm-hmm. beerless, and some of the best muscles I've ever had in my life. Very good muscles, very good muscles. Yeah, it's a good trip. We do it every year. Yeah, good dog bar. <clears throat> um, obviously, Kyber. Kyber Pass, yeah, we love yeah. that place. And then uh, home. And home. And then it's a sad time. It's like, I just want to do it every day. I know. But it's not feasible. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> um, anyway, so the Nick Cage news, he has a new movie coming out. It's called The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Right. And it is Nick Cage playing Nick Cage. And I heard the news a while back, <laughs> but then seeing the plot summary and seeing the trailer, I am so excited. I didn't it know looks, there was a trailer yet. Like, it looks like it's going to be really funny. Like, it's a straight action comedy. Um, he... 
is not embarrassed to uh, make fun of himself in this. Like, there's lots of references just in the trailer to uh, his older movies, how his career went downhill, how he owed all these money for all this money for taxes. He lets all those jokes fly. Uh, it looks great, and the whole premise is there's some uh, billionaire in Spain who is a self-proclaimed like the biggest Nicolas Cage fan, and the time period takes place where Nicolas Cage was like down and out, couldn't get good work, owed a lot of money to the IRS. So this guy offers him a million dollars to come to his birthday party, and Nick Cage agrees, and then just shenanigans ensue. Shenanigans. It looks. To check it. Out. It looks like it's gonna be very good. <laughs> Nice. Nick Cage is just on fire right now. Yeah. I mean, he's killing it. It's been a couple of years of this, too. It's yeah. not like yeah. it's recent. He's just uh, embraced the crazy. And I think people are not afraid to ask him. You know what I mean? Like, hey, yeah. come be in my movie and just wild out. And he's yeah, like, and he'll yeah, do, sure. he'll do wild stuff. Um, That's all I have for news. Yeah, I only got one thing, and it barely pertains to me. It's more for you. Uh, Fright Rags put up a Kickstarter for a Silent Night, Deadly Night board game. Oh. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. There's... um. Uh, I didn't like look to. I don't even know if there's many details, but the way the game works is there's two different versions of it: the naughty version and the nice version. Uh, I think the naughty version is like a drinking game version hmm. of it, um, and you get like two different boards and stuff. But it just seemed cool that um, that is cool. Yeah, they're, I forget who they're partnering with. It's a it's a board game company, but you know, I was right up your alley, your board game guy. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll definitely go with that. And with it being Fright Rags, I'm sure they'll raise their goal with no problem. Uh, most likely, yeah. And I think the the Kickstarter people get like a special edition of the game or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. There's always like tiers. Like based on how much you donate, you get stuff. Right. Like, you know, additional stuff beyond the product that you're, you're uh, ra- they're raising money for. All right. That's cool. I'm definitely looking at that yeah. as soon as we're done recording, actually. Yeah. But that's all I had on the news. All right. So we're doing a war games tonight. This is a uh, a different concept than usual. So we were uh, putting our brains together, kind of on the Philly trip, actually, figuring out how to do a Christmas episode without doing the same thing we did last year, or doing the same thing every single year. We can't just draft a uh, top Christmas movie list or a top horror movie Christmas list. It's a little repetitive. So it's kind of the same thing. We're going to be discussing Christmas films, as you would expect. But to change it up, the War Games is going to be sort of genre-themed, almost like our own Oscars, where we're going to go down a, uh, instead of a top like numerical list, we're going to go down a list of genres and each pick our favorite Christmas movie that falls under that genre. And the War Games aspect and the competitive aspect comes in is the same movie can't be picked twice. And across this list of genres, certain movies can fall under two, three, four different genres. And once the movie's picked by another person, it's off. So we're gonna have to strategize and make some changes as we go. So the list or the Academy Awards, if you will, that we're gonna be doing for the best Christmas movies, we're gonna have the best action adventure, the best horror, the best comedy, the best children's movie slash family movie, the best drama slash romance, the best foreign film or international, the best blockbuster, meaning it made $50 million or more in the box office, so something a big theatrical release that was popular, and then the best 
fringe movie, something on like the the gray area of whether or not it could be a Christmas movie or not. Um, so I think this I think this will be fun, different way to do it, and I'm even more excited because I want to. I think we can utilize this format um, in future episodes, and I want to pick like just random years in film history, like 2007, and do categories like this, and just stick to that year and pick different categories of our favorite movies within that year. I think that can be pretty cool. Do you concur on that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a lot to take in right now. It's a... Absorb it. Yeah. First first go at it, so I'm like... I mean, it, it's sort of like... Um, this kind of stems from doing our birthday year right. idea. And then just bringing it out into genres instead of a top 10 or top 12 or whatever. Picking up what you're laying down. All right. We'll see how it goes. So... We're going to do a trivia, right? Just mm-hmm. to, to get that first one. I guess that's the only so one trivia, that really matters. Trivias, um, yeah, all it's going to affect for this is who's picking first. We're each going to pick a movie from every genre that I just listed. And like I said, as a movie gets picked, because say for comedy, the comedy genre and the children slash family, there's movies that can fall into both of those. But if Jeff picks one that I had in mind for comedy, but he picks it under children and family then it's off the board and i gotta pick something else we'll see how it goes as we're as we're going make up the rules as we go yeah i don't think there's going to be any discrepancies or challenges but we'll see <clears throat> you might struggle with the drama romance no yeah but i have an idea right. i have an idea all right you got that trivia ready there producer yeah just want one question well, I'll leave it back up in case we both don't know it. Oh, yeah. All right. Here we go. All right. What was the highest grossing Christmas film of all time? Home Alone. No? That's what I thought it was going to be. Uh, wow, it's not Home Alone. Christmas? Damn. Highest grossing Christmas movie. So you have something really obvious. Yeah. No, I don't know. I got nothing. Um, Elf? Mm-mm. Hmm. The Grinch. Mm-hmm. Ah. The Jim Carrey John? Mm-hmm. Really? Wow. That's very surprising. Yeah. I thought that had a lot of hate. I mean, I like that movie, but I thought that was uh, not really well regarded. All right. Fair enough. Oh, it might be. It might be the Jewish Grinch, the animated one. No, I swear. I didn't even bother seeing that. It looked like it was trash. No, I didn't absolutely not see that. All right, you want another one? Yeah. yeah. All right, hold on. Grinch. I didn't even think about that movie in general. Yeah, I like that movie. No, I just didn't think about it. The Jim Carrey one. Yeah. They're all tough, especially for us. I know. Right, I'll throw this one out to see if you can get it. If you're on top of your, your game or late. How many gifts total were given in the 12 Days of Christmas song? Oh, my God. Total? <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a big old math question. Yeah. I cannot make numbers in my head. <laughs> um, That'd be very 344? Ooh, you're close, man. I'm like, 
364. Yeah, give it to him. Yeah. I wouldn't even come. I, I can't do numbers in my that's head. Really that's tough. Yeah. yeah it's like, like it, it all like compounds. It. It's like a yeah. it's like a uh, high school math question, right. question from hell. 12 plus 11 plus 10 plus, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No thanks on that. I will give it to you. All right. So going first, huh? Yeah. So you're going <laughs> to. Just goes. Yeah. <laughs> now, once you put numbers in my head, I, I just falter. I can get a couple of them at a time, but. Yeah. You seem like the kind of person that'd be like a low key math quiz. No, I mean a whiz. My dad is. Okay. I'm, I'm a words man. <laughs> I'm a vocabulary guy. Good my words man. All right, let's see here. So what genre do I want? I have something in mind that I know will fuck your day up, and I kind of want to do it to you. Do it. Just do it right off the bat. Do what you want. That's the whole reason we did trivia. Grip it Just and like that. Grip it, baby. All right, fine. I'm gonna do it. You're not gonna like it. I don't like a lot of things, so it's nothing new to me. Called me emo earlier. It's messed up. You were being emo. I was not being emo. You're still being emo. Walk in here, your lady's... That's every day. And I was like, just shut up! (laughs) No, I heard you. I heard you from outside. I hate everything. (laughs) Or no, 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 it wasn't even that. It was even better. Oh, no, than she that. was going, Do you like this movie? I, said, I don't like anything. I don't like anything. <laughs> what the hell's going on with the emo boy in here? That's so great. All right. Mess you up. Mess with me, buddy boy. Or maybe you'll just be happy that it made the the list. I don't know. Well, what's the. Right. Did so, you, you wrote the. Yeah, I wrote both. Okay. So, under the drama and romance category, I went with this. Two. That's a romance. Mm. You're really pushing it there. I mean, it's a definitely a one-way romance. It's a fucked up one-way romance. Yeah. I mean, I can't argue with that. Um, this has become a Christmas staple for me. Thank you, Jeffrey. They turned me on to it. I knew about the movie. I didn't realize there was any way uh, Christmas, and it kind of just fell through the cracks for me. It uh, came out in 2007. Um. And the premise is a businesswoman is pursued by a psychopath after being locked in a parking garage on Christmas Eve. So there's some Christmas elements going on. There's a lot of Christmas stuff going on. The Christmas stuff is um, sort of the bookends, the beginning and the end. Because when they're in the... Well, no, it's the middle, too. When they're in the garage. I mean, there's Christmas, what, music? Yeah, he's yeah. playing all the songs over yeah, the speaker yeah. and singing Blue Christmas and stuff. The reason I play it here is because this dude is deranged and a psychopath. And at first, it's kind of like a creeper trying to get to know her, and then it quickly escalates into hunting her down and killing her. But at the same time, he's talking about um, them being together and being in love. Like, it's a wild ride. And the dude is straight up crazy, and she is nothing but an innocent victim. But, um, you know, we don't talk about uh, romance movies awful. Wow. Often an awful lot. Oh, often, often okay. in this movie or this show. Jesus Christ, I am tripping my words like crazy. But uh, yeah, I thought this was very fitting and really the only one that I could fit. There's a couple different things I could have done for this genre, but I was feeling good about hey, this. It's funny, is is much as it smacked me in the face as soon as you said it. I never would have thought to do it as a romance. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a one way romance. This guy, the whole movie, he's just screaming, like, just try to help you. Yeah. Like, we, we can be together. Like, oh, so good. Yeah. It starts like subtle, creepy, 
then like full blown creepy, then escalates into full blown psychopath. Yeah. God, I'll never get then, over his performance in that. Oh, movie. it's so good, so good. When she uh, when she kills the dog, and he like loses it, and he, why would you kill it? Like it, the dog was like chasing her and it's like eating her leg. Yeah, and, it was like and, a vicious. Why dog. Why would you kill my dog? Yep. And then tying the dude to the to the uh, office chair and running him over the car, oh, and his guts just go flying yeah. up in the air. Yeah, wild. Yes. Check it out. Christmas classic. One of probably the It's in the top three of my like random five for twenty blockbuster pulls. It's in top three movie revelations that you yeah. have presented to me. I'd say like this Dead Snow. And I'd have to really think about it. But there are two where I was just like, yeah, cool, horror movies. We'll never have that luxury again. No. Now it's all streaming though, so you can just be like, oh, yeah, this. stumble across the streaming yeah. movie. But this is better when it's like you're physically there. No, I know. You're yeah. there for the purpose of finding it's a like movie. an hour where you're just trying to pick five movies and yeah. they're like, um, this one. Alright. What do you got? I'm doing something to counter your stealing my thunder uh, a little bit. I like it. Family. Jingle all the way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. If if this isn't I mean, look, there's probably, I don't know, a thousand family Christmas movies. But yes. I love Sinbad. Personally, I think he's hilarious. And then you add Arnold. <laughs> See, I don't like Sinbad other than this movie. I thought he was quite Okay, good. but you got to like Phil Hartman. Yeah, I love Phil yeah, Hartman. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's like down back there. Yeah, such a perfect, like, weird casting for a like, Christmas movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's funny as hell. It's so simple. It's just like. Here's the premise. Uh, workaholic dad needs to get his kid a toy. What crazy shit can we make happen mm-hmm. in between? Mm-hmm. And and that's it. And, and then you have Sinbad with his crazy shenanigans, so Sinbad, brainwashing like, stories. He's kind of like in the same boat, but like much crazier than Arnold. But he's yeah. just like a. Um, I think he's a single dad in this, right? Yeah. Uh, trying to get his son the same toy and just going crazy trying to do it. No, he's not a single dad. He's got a, he has a wife. Does oh, he have, does? Okay. Yeah, he um, Phil Hartman's the single dad trying to yeah, well, swoop in on Arnold's he, wife. Well, yeah. and he's like the he swoops well. in on all the ladies in the neighborhood. Yes. He's like he's like, like this this, this nice neighborhood, and he's the single dad in there, and he's just schmoozing all of them, um, and being like Mister Perfect Dad. Yeah. It's uh, it's put, good. And, put and, the cookie down. <laughs> he's like up on his roof, and he gets him like, "What are you doing on my roof?" Spread the Christmas cheer. His son's a prick. Like yeah. they're just yeah. Ted's ah. up here, baby. Then there's like all sorts of cameos too. Like uh, I'm not a big Jim Belushi fan, but he pops up. Yeah. Big Show from W well AEW now pops up. Yeah. Um, like there's another one too, but I can't remember. Just like a funny actor. He's not like a huge name or anything, but yeah, there's a lot going on in this. And this is a good. Uh, like oh, the act- midget dude uh, from Seinfeld, Mickey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, also a good action adventure. Arnold doing his thing, like yeah, doing doing the doing the action, doing the comedy. It's turbo time. <laughs> it's turbo time. Yeah, the movie's literally based off of uh, like a comic book scene for like thirty seconds. Yeah, and it's all based off one of that. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I guess essentially it was like a giant commercial, right? Like we're yeah. gonna make oh, a yeah. movie about yeah. this toy, and then this toy is gonna sell. I never seen. I've seen like one. In my life, 
in oh, like of the, the actual, actual toy. toy. Yeah, I saw it for the first time this year. I didn't. That's what I was gonna say. It was like at an antique shop. Like yeah. it wasn't even at a toy store. Yeah. Like when it came out. Well, I think especially with the time that this came out, this was playing on, um, you know, all the craze of Christmas shopping. But then. I don't think it's a thing anymore, but there was always that one toy that every kid wanted, and parents like went nuts trying to find it. Oh yeah, and um, I think this was the same time uh, Tickle Me Elmo. Like, do you remember how like it was before us, like or after us? Like we were no, yeah, I worked in a toy store, but I think like parents were literally going bananas Mm -hmm. trying to find this toy for their kids. It was way different uh, then than it is now. Because there wasn't any online shopping. Yeah. 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 It was Furby, Tickle Me Elbow. Yeah, yeah. Furby, Furby wasn't was in our... Uh... I don't even know. I remember one year when I was a kid, there was a board game called 13 Dead End Drive. It was like the big thing one year. Hmm. Um, I worked at a toy store for a little bit. Uh, a couple years. Right after the Tickle Me Elmo thing. And I guess it was one of those things where, like, all right, Tickle Me Elmo was huge last year. We're going to get as many as possible. And they just sat on the shelf, like, the entire <laughs> time I worked there because they were done. Like, people didn't want them anymore. It's like, hey. They were we, a year too late. Yeah. That we fought each other for the Tickle Me Elmos. We're done with the Tickle Me Elmos. If they have them now, they could probably make some money on like, the original ones. Oh, no like, doubt. Yeah. Know. Everything retro is, is – everything's digital now. That's why. Like, the, yeah. the big gifts now are, like, what, PlayStation 5, like, video game well, stuff. You don't even buy hard copies of video games anymore. Yeah, which I actually yeah. like because yeah. it, it saves you a lot of trouble. Like, no, you don't have to worry about, like, oh, did you did you do your pre-order? I Oh, I was always going to fight the GameStop guy when he would say that. Yeah, are you in the blues? Yeah, well, like, we're not going to get more for another, like, week unless you pre-ordered. Oh, well, sorry, my life doesn't revolve around a yeah, video game. Well, I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, I just, I popped in because I heard it came out today. I'm here now. You know me, I was pre-ordering like crazy. Mm-mm. I um uh, I had just had this is such a bad. Then he was already on level ten. Here's <laughs> a here's a bad story it. to tell. It's gonna yeah, sound uh, so messed up. Uh, SmackDown versus Raw like 2009. Did you rob out. a little? Old no movie? no no. I had had surgery to get my septum repaired and my tonsils taken out. So I was off of work for a week and SmackDown versus Raw like 09 or whatever it was was coming out. Um, and I really wanted it, so I was all painkillered up. I, like, hadn't showered in two days. Just, like, drove my car to the nearest game store. And, like, I couldn't talk because my tonsils were all jacked up. And I was, like, all groggy. And I guess the guy, so I was, like, I'm trying to get, I was, like, pointing at it. like, And he was, like, oh, unless you pre-ordered it, I don't have any. I was, like, oh. It's, like, you know what? I'll give you my copy. I think he thought I was, like, a special kid. And I was, like. (laughs) Um, because I couldn't speak it was just like me making noises pointing at the picture you son of a bitch I played the shit out of that game oh my at least you got good use out of it oh yeah definitely thanks to that guy (laughs) he was so mad though like he was mad he was like well did you did you pre-order it (laughs) I guess I'll give you mine yeah because he probably got it for like half off anyway so screw him uh what do I do here I need the list to be more narrow. It's too broad right now. Well, it's it's a huge, broad uh, subject. All right, all right. But it's nice. Ooh, I can hear you writing real hard over there. International, long word. Oh.
Hi. I think I have an idea. I think I have an idea for mine. International. Too many letters. You guys ready? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. International. Rare. Oh, it's a very good choice for international. Yes, I love this movie. I this is one that I didn't discover um, up until a couple of years ago. Last year for me. It is um, a fun ride. I, I was actually planning on putting this under children and family, but changed it up because it does fall under that international. It's the Netherlands, right? Nor. No. I can never know. I never know when it's out there. Like Norway, the Netherlands. Somewhere out in that region. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's like a Goonies type story. Um, little boy um, living out. Uh, his 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 father and all the, the really his neighbors, uh, friends, family, they all do the same thing. They herd uh, reindeer and raise them and... Something's being unburied in the mountaintop that's like next to their village. And it turns out to be this large corporation unburying Santa. And Santa is quite evil. And it turns into a whole thing. Like, and then Santa, like, his elves are old men that look like Santa. And, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, go ahead. When, when they herd them up. That for some reason that scene cra yeah, cracks oh, me awesome. up when they're all just in the pen like Ugh. yeah <laughs> so it turns into this whole thing where he's trying to catch Santa trying to prove that uh, Santa's in the mountaintop no, the, the parents don't believe the kids the kids are on this mission it's a great a great kid adventure very similar to the Goonies but um, with a Christmas theme and I love the ending I don't want to I mean this movie's been out for a little while now, but I, I think we we spoiled it last year we? when we talked about it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the ending's just great. The way everything wraps up. And it is. How, it's very awesome. How the the kids are victorious and the families go on. And it's kind of weird that you said you loved it last week when we were talking about it, because I remember doing the episode last year and you not liking it. You giving me crap about it. No, there's no way. I, I could have swore. If anything, I was giving you crap because you put it on the list probably too low. I love this movie. Like I, I fell in love with this when I first saw it. I think I first saw it three years ago, four years ago. I would have had no problems with it other than it being too low in the list or something like that. All right, fair enough. Great movie. Yeah, the, I mean, the idea is so fun, and the the imagery of like the giant Santa Claus in the iceberg with the horns coming yeah, out. Yeah, it's basically like a Krampus. Yeah. And then just, the, but yeah, the end is just fun. Like it's yeah. such like a feel good, fun ending. Good victory. Yeah. yeah. Performances are really good. Um, the lead kid was awesome. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Fun. I never want to live where they live. Just everything was cold. Well, and, yeah, and you have to be like a, a hunter or a farmer. Yeah. And like if it's bad. Not a farmer. Like they were, you can't grow anything out there. They were, well, weren't they, they like, like the tundra? They were raising um, reindeer. Yeah, that's a farm. Well, yeah, but I guess I was thinking more agriculture. Okay. Well, we're not going to get all uh, ticky-tack about it. <laughs> but no, I couldn't do it either. Even when I moved to the Poconos. <laughs> See how angry you get? I'm going to kill the show 2023 yeah. when I moved to the Poconos. The end of the podcast. Zoom in. 
Nah, man, that's what I'm saying. I got this nice soundboard. I'll just steal the laptop, and you can call me. I'll lay in bed and do it. I'm getting all fat. Get all my, my winter layers. Shooting guns. Shooting guns. Drinking beers. Right. Actually, the Poconos is very like New York now. Not even yeah. like hillbilly anymore. Sorry. Continue. My bad. I, I like, cut you off. My bad. He's looking at me mean. Did you put your card in? I did. I gave it to yeah. him. All right. All right. Romance. Oh. Here it comes. This is a hard one for me. Batman Returns. Okay. A lot of romance and going okay, on. Okay, okay. That's a great that's a great play. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Um to be honest, I don't think I could name another movie where there's like some real love going on, like Hallmark style. I thought you well, because I mean you could have done drama, like uh Nope. I don't know. Nope, no I couldn't have. <laughs> um The Notebook? That's not is that Christmas? No, I would I wouldn't know, I've never seen it. Um what did I say? Batman Returns, yeah. Like, so much loving going on on many levels. Like, oh, yeah. Batman, Catwoman. Bruce Wayne, Selena Kyle. Oswald, or Penguin, Catwoman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the love triangle. It's a big love triangle. It's, it's real kinky and weird and um, borderline, um, what's the word? S and M. Yeah, I guess yeah. I don't know, but it's it's there's some love. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I mean it's very dark love, lots of leather. Oh, so much whip. leather. So there's a whip literally involved. I mean, whip. yeah, this that all that all works out. Walken loves his son. <laughs> it's uh, it's very dark, Christmassy. Oh, it's, it's this movie. Like it's yeah. Batman. So I dare someone to. I mean, I mean, I had the argument that it was a horror movie. Like I dare someone to try and argue it's not a Christmas movie. No one ever talks about it being a Christmas movie. I don't know how. I, yeah, it, the whole movie is Christmas. It's like everyone forgot it even existed or something. Like I don't know. he, sho- I think we said this before too because I remember it, like it comes to me when I'm about to say it. he. Tim Burton shoves Christmas down your throat in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, hey, chick's gonna fall into a Christmas tree. Hey, we're gonna do a whole thing about mistletoes. Hey, here's the the, the circus guys and Gotham's Christmas parade. Like Jesus Christ! Yeah. Like could it be any more? Yeah. Christmas? I, it, it never gets talked about. Like, I mean, we'll get into them. There's other like fringe movies and stuff that people talk about. Like, there's like the but that's not even fringe. There's like the stereotypical ones. This one's not even fringe. Like, yeah, I think people just forgot it existed or something. I don't, it's I don't so know how. good. My second favorite Batman. Yeah, we got it. Really, second favorite? Mm-hmm. We have a Batman list coming eventually. Oh, I, I think we, we should. How we, we should wait it. till the new one comes out. So I got mm-hmm. high hopes for that mm-hmm. one. See how it plays out. What is that March? I don't know what the date is. I think it might be March. I did see, uh, speaking of dates, I, I guess this would have been a news thing. It just hit me. February 2023, that Train to Busan remake's coming out. It's called mm. Last Train to New York. I don't care about that. I know. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> All right. So this is moving along pretty pretty good so far. Yeah. I like where we're, we're going yeah. with this. I enjoy it. My international's actually like really bothering me right now. There's a couple of good ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right. Get you know. this one out of the way. We all knew it was coming. Blockbuster. One or two. One. Okay. Original. So, this is a Christmas classic. Yeah. This one is on all the cable networks, so I watch it, like, I don't know, three or four times during the Christmas season. 
It's so good. It, it um, It's so clever and well-written and so Christmassy. The set designs that they build in the house are so cool. And, you know, of course, as a kid feeling this, but now as an adult looking back at how I felt as a kid watching this, being like, oh, look at this kid that's like, Living his life and being all independent and going grocery shopping, taking care of the house. I could do that. I could fend off some bad guys. Like, I remember feeling that way about this movie. And this, like, it's going to be so cool when I grow up and I can do this shit. And you know what? It's not cool growing up. It fucking sucks. So, it does. I hate grocery shopping. I hate fending off bad guys. I've never had to fend off any bad guys. Well, I hope I don't have to, but I'm always prepared for it. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, if they were Harry and Marv, I feel like I would have no problems. Yeah, if, I mean, I'd probably just invite him in for a drink. So, what takes this, what makes one better than two for you? I'm a bigger fan of two. That's a tough question. I like the idea of the traps, the traps being in the house. Although the apartment penthouse thing in New York was really cool. And then I like the South Bend Shovel Slayer more than I like the pigeon lady into mm. that's really the like it is a very thin line i love yeah. both these movies yeah. equally i just think two has a better ensemble in it oh yeah tim curry yeah, yeah and yeah. it just makes the movie i could go without the pigeon lady too but i could not do without uh turtle doves <laughs> i can't do it two turtle doves and two turtle doves i like the uh the scenery more in like new york the yeah the city and stuff christmas time yeah the, the music was yeah. really good in two um, the way he defended the uncle's abandoned well, it's or just, renovated, yeah, renovated renovated house was really cool. Yeah. But the first one was just the first one. I, I get, yeah, no, no, no beef. I just yeah, always yeah, like yeah. the second one better. Yeah. Tim Curry in the second one. I love great. it. I mean, I so love you. And, uh, Your stolen credit card. Rob Snyder. Let's see what too. the police have to Rob say. Snyder. Rob Snyder. Yeah, oh yeah. Hilarious. Um, Instead of being, don't count your tips in public. And I feel like Marv is way more outlandish in two. He is. Like this, this, this the spider kid. part in one, I, I I remember dying when yeah, I was a yeah. kid seeing that, like <laughs> laughing the hardest I ever laughed in my life. I still laugh like out loud yeah. during that. But uh, the whole sticky bandits thing, where yeah. he's like shoving his hand in the uh, yeah. the coin, th- what's the coin thing where they had the people ring the bell? Uh, the Salvation yeah. Army. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just puts his butt in that. that like, Dude, come Harry, come I've up reached the, the top. Yeah, the ice yeah. ring, just grab his scarf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a hat. Yeah, he's Daniel That was Stern. the sound of a tool chest <laughs> coming down the stairs. Ah. But he gets electrocuted. Just there's, there's so that, much that good stuff. So funny. They're um, yeah. I mean, they're both equally um. Equally great in my mind. Nice. I, I don't know. Were they both blockbusters? Yeah. No doubt. There's no doubt in my mind that they both were. Uh, yeah, I guess it would make more sense for the second one after the success yeah. of the first. Mm-hmm. All right. Did the same movie twice, man. And then I also, definitely not a blockbuster. Don't even know if it hit theaters. I also like the third one. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a fan. For sure. Same. You poo-poo it. But that's not a Christmas movie, really, right? Yeah, it is. No, it's just like he's sick at home with the chicken pox. Yeah, but Christmas is going on around. It's not nearly as... Yeah. Uh, Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah, because I think he gets the gift for Christmas from the old lady, like the remote control car. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah here's, you're a, right. here's right. your payment and Christmas yeah. gift, blah, blah, blah. No, like it's not... One. But there's no, like... It's not, like, steeped in, like, Christmas music and lights and no, all that. It's entertaining. Fair enough, fair enough. 
Oh man, this is tough. I got a, a bunch of good plays here that I'm not sure where I want to use a certain one. All right, I have an idea. I have an idea. And I just lost it. Where'd it go? Oh, there it is. Boop. Fringe. Trading places. Well, I don't even know how fringe that is. So it's weird, and this is why I say fringe. It's like Thanksgiving, Christmas, and New Year's. Well, that's true. Yeah. But Christmas is a big chunk of it for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Christmas part being Dan Aykroyd is completely hit rock bottom and like gets <laughs> quaaluded out of his mind and goes to the Christmas party and tries to frame Eddie Murphy. And then just heals a whole side of salmon <laughs> dressed as Santa Claus. And then has a dog take a leak on him and then tries to shoot himself with a wet gun and uh, fails. And Oh, then he gets quaaluded up and tries to kill himself. In the I wish we tub. could experience quaaludes together. They don't make them anymore, right? It's not like no, it's thing. not a thing anymore. <laughs> That's so weird. I mean, yeah. you know, there's some some, some little chemist in his basement hooking it Somebody up. Somebody out there is cracking out. No more quaaludes. But, I mean, Trading Places in general is just a hilarious movie. John Landis directed, Dan Aykroyd, Eddie Murphy, Jamie Lee Curtis. Um, Jamie Lee. Whew, mm -hmm. so fine. This is all Philly, too. And it's like, I probably say this every time I talk about the movie, but, like, I love that it's scummy Philly that nobody likes to recognize as a thing anymore. Like, the porno theater right next to City Hall on Market Street in the opening credits. <laughs> like, you know, I was just telling the story. Um, was I telling you were the bartender on the trip? I forget. I was telling the story about the time when I was a kid and we went down to the city. Um, well, I shouldn't say the city. We lived in the city. We were going to Center City to see the light show. My dad parked on, like, Chestnut or Walnut, and we were parked in front of those doors with, like, it was basically the door to, like, um, a spank-off booth where, like, you went in, put the money in, the nice. window went down. Yeah. And they, they were still there. And it was like 1994. So <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. But Trading Places, yeah. Big chunk of it takes place during Christmas by, say, Fringe. Um, also, a big chunk of it takes place during Thanksgiving and New Year's. And it's a hilarious movie, period. Like, just great, great, oh, yeah. great, great. Yep. My karate man. Karate man brews on the inside. Yeah, see, you're struggling now, too. It's getting... It's getting there. It's getting real. And I'm guessing there's movies you don't want to use yet. Is that how you're looking at it? Because that's what I'm doing. Yeah, I still don't know where to put them. I don't know if you're going to use them in a different spot. Like, it's tough. Like, like right, well, like my blockbuster movie, I don't even necessarily like my blockbuster movie. But well, it's a blockbuster. No, there's plenty of blockbusters. You don't have to use something you like. Well, it's not that I hate it. I'm saying it's just not my favorite, but it's definitely a blockbuster. You're writing hard tonight. You're into this. <laughs> Get this out of the way. Accent Venture. Lethal Weapon. Oh, geez. That's so obvious for you. I know. <laughs> Listen, let me tell you something. So you. I just watched it again for the umpteenth time. <laughs> for, for time number one. And like, I'm not talking about I like how I... I have to make like, sure I like it still. I'm not talking about like 
when it's on cable and like, oh, I'll catch it like halfway through. I do that throughout the year. I watch it again, cover to cover, and loved every minute of it again. It is full-blown Christmas. I don't know how. So, like, Die Hard gets talked about as, like, oh, it's, like, the guy's Christmas action movie. I don't know how this isn't up there on the same level. Um, it's just as Christmassy, if not more Christmas, because you have a Christmas tree lot where Mel Gibson's buying cocaine and okay. busting them all. <laughs> um, Someone shoot this punk! Someone shoot him! Um... Yeah, the Christmas lights, the Christmas music, uh, Christmas dinner going on, and it's just a great, great buddy cop action movie with with comedy sprinkled in, great villains, um, great like the whole like uh, cops being partners and they're like polar opposites but come together and form a bond. It's it's so good, and Shane Black is just awesome. Yeah, but he tarnished himself. Why? Because of that whole Predators thing. Where, well, he, where he hired the convicted sex offender or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, stupid, but... He, uh, yeah, I mean, he did great stuff in, in general. Great um, writer. Yeah. Did, um... And he always... He seems like he loved sprinkling in Christmas. Yeah, yeah there's an interview with one of those guys. That, there was, like, that house of writers. Mm-hmm. And they talk about it. There's, like, a reason he did that. Oh, really? Yeah. i never seen that. Yeah, I think it might be on the Night of the Creeps extras or something like that. Because hmm. they all live together. Yeah, he loved uh, putting Christmas in there. Yeah. But this is a Christmas classic for me. I mean, it's a year-round classic, and it is my favorite buddy cop movie of all time. Um, the whole series I love. But it's such a fun watch on Christmas. Murtaugh Riggs. Um, Someday I'll have two dogs named Murtaugh Riggs. His Australian accent is like full on in this too, isn't it? Like it's not like he's, no. he's trying to he's hide, trying. It, but it's not. It's good. not full on. It comes through, but it's not full on. It's not like in uh, Mad Max. Well, that's whatever. Post-apocalyptic yeah. future doesn't yeah. matter. All right, I'm Mel ready. Gibson, why did you have to lose your mind? I mean, like losing your mind in some ways was cool. It was like the the roles he's taking now is kind of fun because he lost his mind. But, like, he shouldn't have done that whole racist, anti <laughs> Multiple times. If he did it once, maybe it would have, like, Like, because he was over. drunk as shit or whatever. But he did it, like, three or four different times over a five-year span. Like, come on, Mel. Well, put, because he's put a loon. Gla- put the glass down and stop getting recorded while you talk about these things. Uh, he is a loon, though. Comedy. Scrooge. Okay. Yeah. I, I, this is this is the typical one for you. Yeah, typical Jeff. Just watched this two nights ago. It is the movie I have to watch before I can watch any other Christmas movies. That's the one you start out with. Yep. Every year. Um, and it's never not funny. Like the jokes still hold. The uh, him and David Johansson relationship just makes me laugh every time. Um, and then just. The freaking Bobcat Goldthwaite's fall <laughs> into drunkenness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love it. It's Bill Murray. Uh, I think Richard Donner directed it. Yeah, Richard Donner directed it. Uh, Bill Murray casts all his brothers in it. Gets all his brothers in it. So it's like a it's like a true family, you know, Christmas thing. Great cast. Um, I guess I 
probably could have put this as a romance too, huh? Just with the him getting back with yeah. the, the, the yeah. lady, uh, Claire. But just perfectly done. Great play on the the Ebenezer Scrooge, Charles Dickens stuff, and super eighties. Very very super eighties, yeah. which you'll always get me with. Yeah, I got no complaints in this. This is. Um... Of the Charles Dickens story, this is definitely the most the most uh, frequent I watch it. Like the, this version is the most frequent I watch of it. Ooh, can we add a category really quick? Hmm. Classic, something like old timey, or is that too hard for you off the head? Oh no, I can put it together. All right, let's do that. Let's throw a, throw a little bonus on here. I gotta find a freaking empty card. <laughs> anyway, um, whatever. All right, we're going to throw on classic. All right, I'm going to take care of getting this off the board. Another one that we uh, mm-hmm. knew was coming. Oh, boy. Horror. Black ah, Christmas. That's the one I wanted, to, And I thought we had this, like, unspoken agreement that neither of us were going to take horror till the end because it just wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be, like, our to the death. But he jumped it. He I jumped mean, I, it. I had a... You can't trust either. You guys are mm-hmm. sneaky, man. I had a backup, but it's just nowhere near on the No, level. it's fine. But that yeah, that's the one. I mean, this movie, we've talked about it on this show, but like not just Christmas season related. I this might be my favorite horror movie of all time. I mean, this and Halloween, like just go back and forth. And, and I think it's so fitting that they both were like the start of it all for the <laughs> slasher genre. This one just makes me feel so Christmassy and so happy to watch the murder and mayhem in this movie. Like, I love all the girls in the sorority. I love the, the um, you know, the mother of the household taking care of the uh, sorority. Miss Mac? Yeah. <laughs> With her hidden booze bottles the, everywhere. Uh, oh, yeah. It's so good. And um, I love the, the, the one dad coming to look for the daughter that's up in the attic. Like, it's all so good. And the the pianist boyfriend who's a prick, Man. who he thinks the killer most of the movie and turns out obviously not to be. It is such a good slasher, such a good early 1970s horror movie before horror really became what it is today. It's, it's just perfect. Yeah. Perfect. So, yeah, Bob Clark, the dude just knows how to make movies. Um, up bangers. Yeah. The thing I noticed this year while I was watching it, so it's an ambiguous ending, right? So while they're sitting around the bed, it is John Saxon, the um, the boyfriend guy, Chris, uh-huh. and like a bunch of other cops. And Saxon says something like, he must have made a phone call after every murder. Everyone leaves because the dad collapses. They got the guard out front of the house. Then, obviously, the thing where you hear Billy in the the attic again, and you see that they didn't find Miss Mac or the daughter in the attic yet. But then, when they're panning out of the house, and you see the guard out front, the phone starts to ring. Is the implication that he killed Jess? Yeah, I think so. You always took it as that? I thought so. Okay. I never took it as that until this watch for some reason. I always took it as like, oh shit, he's still in the house. 
what's going to happen because I never took the phone call thing into consideration because he doesn't make a phone call after every murder because after he kills Lois Lane, <laughs> he's, um, he never leaves her room because then Phil comes in yeah. and he kills Phil in there. So he didn't make a phone call after every murder. Well, it wasn't the fact that um, he said he makes a phone call after every murder. I just assumed the phone call was coming because he already got her. Oh, okay. I never took it that way. I just, this watch, for some reason, I was like, ah. And Lois Lane, it still upsets me that she died. <laughs> I, I love her in this movie. She is so great. She's just like the, the tragic drunk, like, well, let's go on a ski trip. My parents don't care about it. I, I don't yeah. know why I like her so much. She's just great. You're a real gold-plated whore, mother. <laughs> um, my other question that I really kind of gathered a- after this watch was, the girl in the park, was it Billy? And when the hell did he do that? Because the timeline gets real weird. Yeah, the timeline weird. gets a little weird for that one. Yeah. Um, other than that, great movie. Those Billy phone calls. So disturbing. Oh, God. Uh, John, I love John Saxon in this. So I mean, I love John Saxon, but in this, he's just freewheeling it. And I found out watching the special features this year, last minute replacement, literally first day on set, comes into the airport and then goes and films the scene in the park where they're looking for the girl. But he's just got this, him and, him and everyone really just have this very easy relationship. Whereas, like, the other cops, everyone seems to be, like, shitty with. And, yeah. like, Saxon's just very, they're all very easygoing with him. I don't know. I like him a lot in this. I like the movie a lot, if you didn't know that already. I need to dive into uh, the uh, Screen Factory, John's special features. But I, I want to see more. There has to be some more information about those Billy phone calls. Oh, dude, there's a whole documentary on there. Good. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't gotten to it yet. I got about. Oh, yeah, I know there's a documentary, but they dive into that. I don't know. But yeah. I'm saying the special features I just got into this year. I only got the Blu-ray last year. Yeah. On a Thursday, I'm going to be tasked with wrapping gifts, and I plan on watching mm-hmm. the special features. Matter of fact, and I don't the, even. The commentary. I don't even think I watched my Blu-ray yet because I think the last time I watched it, it was the Joe Bob one. Yeah. So I. I, I want to hear about those Billy. It's like those Billy phone calls. Yeah. There's, there's got to be something. What they just tell Billy? Like, they just go tell nuts. Them, go nuts. Yeah. yeah. Pretty big pussy. Oh my God. Big. Don't tell him what Agnes did. <laughs> like, oh, dude, it's so nuts. Like, who's Agnes? Who's Billy? What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, man. Good movie. Good movie. All right. You're up, Chiefy. Yeah, my card is in. All right. Blockbuster. Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was going to go another route with it, but then I was like... So you're leaving action on the board. Yeah. Yeah. What are you going to do with that? I have an idea. I got okay. an idea in typical Jeff fashion. But, I mean, Blockbuster, Die Hard. Come on. Who doesn't love Die Hard? When they put out the damn Christmas commercial a couple of years ago, where Die Hard, like, bring home the Christmas classic, yeah. Die Hard. Look, Nakatomi Plaza is right there. Yeah, it's just sitting on your, um, what is that? Uh, an entertainment Entertainment center. center table thing. There's a die cast, large, what was that, two foot Nakatomi Plaza it's, statue. It's a big boy. Yeah. Uh, Graveyard Goods did a nice little Die Hard release this year, and he was giving out. Or I don't know if he was selling or giving them out, but little Nakatomi keychains. Yeah, which yeah. was cool. I mean, it's such free, a good movie. Yeah, it it laid the groundwork for what action movies were for the next thirty years. Yeah, and I think the big 
guff it got back in the day was like Bruce Willis was like um dramatic comedy guy. Like yeah. he was not an action star by any means. Yeah, he was like a like a pretty boy almost without being a pretty boy. Like he was like a what was that show called? I forget. Evening Shade was that it? Yeah, he was doing a lot of like romance, yeah, romantic comedy type things. Yeah, and they thought he, there was no way he could fit this role. Yeah, but the, I love the limo. He kicks driver. the ass. He gets the ass kicked out of him. The limo driver is great. <laughs> um, Alan Rickman. Oh, um, so good. So Daniel, good. Uh, what's his name? The sleazeball guy that's one of the hostages. In the oh, um, Jesus Christ! Hans Bubby Bubbala. Bubba. <laughs> I'm your white knight. Clear, clearly doing the cocaine oh, God, on the so desk. Much, so much cocaine. That guy's so great, dude. Even like, I don't know if that's that guy's look, but he just looks like a. Oh uh, yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, why is your nose like that all the time? Hmm. Oh, John, God. why don't we just let the experts take care of this? Yeah. Put my neck out in the line for you, <laughs> Hans. This is radio. <laughs> Um, I mean, yeah, that's a. That's I mean, a what, do you gotta, what do you got to say about that? Okay. Yeah, we talk. That's another one we talked about a lot, a lot, a lot. Do you hate the second one as much as everyone else? I told you, I almost. I didn't realize the second one had so much hate up until recently. Well, I told you, I don't like it. I like it. Like, what's not to like about a an airport being taken over by, um, you know, military terrorists? The and, day, the day after, and John <laughs> and John McLean cleaning it all up. The, the day after he just cleaned up Nakatomi Plaza. Yeah, it was a few years later. Whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not super into it. I'd have to rewatch it. It would be the first time in a long time. It's good. But it... I think... And then the big twist when the, the uh, military guys come in to help, and then they actually end up working for the, the bad guys. Like that's, That was good. <laughs> I good guess... Stuff. They were shooting blanks. I guess when one and three are so good, it's easy to be like, well, this one... And then all the modern day ones are trash. Yeah, I've never even seen any of them. So, really bad. No need to. What's it? Die Hard in Russia or? Yeah, that's that's by far the worst one. Yeah. Um, Live free, die hard. Yeah. yeah no thanks. Live die hard. All right. So now I need to make a pick now, huh? You do. Oh, excuse me. All right. Let me knock out this real quick. Now I'm getting to the ones that I know you won't touch. But I'm ready to talk about him. He's, he's ready now. He's ready to open up and, and talk about them. Mm-hmm. Once again, writing very hard. <laughs> a lot of long titles. A lot of, lot of, lot of letters. Children and Family Christmas Chronicles. I was so, just watching this with you. This is a brand new one. That's good. Uh, just came out three years ago. Sequel came out last year. It's a Netflix original, and it is a lot of fun. It is very, very Christmas. Um, it is Kurt Russell as Santa. It is uh, oh Jesus Christ, not Molly Ringwald. Uh, what the hell is his wife's name? <laughs> Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn as Mrs. Claus. Um, it's so good. It is. It's super cheesy, super over the top. Um, you have the the kids, their their siblings, uh, young teen, young girl. They're fighting all the time, and they team up to 
do this adventure on Christmas Eve and help Santa um, find Christmas spirit, and, or not help Santa find Christmas spirit, but help the world find Christmas spirit to get Santa going on delivering his gifts. Kurt Russell is awesome at Santa Claus. Like, you would never think, you know, like, you don't think of Kurt Russell like being Santa, but then when he does it, you're like, oh, yeah, this No, because I think Kurt Russell's awesome at everything. So. Yeah, like, this is obvious. Like, he's killing it. Um, it, it, it pulls at the heartstrings. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It's just everything I want out of a Christmas movie. And I laugh a lot during it. There's a, a, a great Kurt Russell-led Christmas singing performance um yeah, in the jail cell in the jail cell it's it's good stuff i saw the sequel i don't remember that much of it so that's probably, probably not, not a that good great. sign yeah i'll have to revisit it maybe next christmas but uh, yeah it's a good watch and it, it's it's really the newest christmas movie worth mentioning other than maybe like the night before which is quite funny but I, uh, it's on Netflix. Check this one out. I only saw bits and pieces of with of it with you like moments ago. Um, it was fun, definitely. Yeah, it's a good watch. Um, I like that he just addresses everybody by their name and what they used to want as a child. Mm-hmm. That that is clever. I've never seen that really done like that before. Yeah, it's like yeah, like he's very much like a know-it-all Santa. Yeah, like, like I'm Santa, so of course I know that. Yeah, well, why would I know that? Yeah, look for my reindeer, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, uh, Kurt Russell looks great in it too. Yeah, and I just love the, the the whole like play on the fat Santa, and he's like pissy about it. Yeah, he's like that's just yeah. that's just Coca Cola commercials, and or I think at one point he's like the the billboard ads uh, the billboards add like forty pounds. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Goldie Hawn doesn't get revealed as Mrs. Claus till the end, and then she has a much more um, prominent role in the second one, for better or worse. But yeah, it's good stuff. And then like. The, how they set it up with the kids, it, it's um, it's super heartfelt and like tugs at the heartstrings. Like, it opens with they do home videos every year from when they're little kids, so they're older kids of every year with the family um, recording on Christmas, and then the father passes away uh, suddenly. He's a firefighter and he dies fighting a fire, and then the next Christmas the movie kicks in and you know the kids. Are struggling because they lost their father. Christmas isn't the same, and then they go on this adventure to save Christmas and to bring them all together again. It's it's good stuff. I recommend it. Good. Next. Good. good, good. Horror. Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yep. Yeah. If you took Black. Huh? Yeah. If you took Black Christmas, OG, OG. I had to take Silent Night, Deadly Night. It's Killer Santa Claus for Christ's sake. I'm mad. Uh. Kid witnesses his family get murdered by a uh, crazy man Deranged dressed as Santa, Santa yeah. when he's a kid, and he's haunted by the memory his whole life, living in an orphanage, and then eventually works at a toy store. The toy store Santa calls out one day with a broken foot, and guess who's got to take up the reins? Um, and then he just goes on a wicked fun killing spree through uh, this town. It's super just 80s slasher, uh, trashy, Nudity for the sake of nudity kind of deal. Um, banned for basically the commercials, essentially, is that people were upset that they were showing commercials during mm-hmm. the day for a movie with a guy dressed as Santa killing people. You know, it was freaking their kids out. And I just found out 
It was released the same day as A Nightmare on Elm Street and was out really? was outgrossing it until they pulled it. Really? Yeah. So. Yeah, it probably would have. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, so mm. that, that's just so they they said it like uh it did was doing well, then they pulled it, then they re-released it the following year in like the spring and it did okay again. And then they put it on VHS and it did well. And that's when they're like, well, we have to make sequels. And then you get wow. what what follows. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. But I mean, Killer, I think it's got to be the first Killer Santa Claus movie. No. No? There's one before that? I can't think of it as Killer Santa Claus before that. This wasn't, is like 83. Wasn't Dial Code Santa Claus? That's like 1993 or something. Whoa. What was that? It's my pen. I just oh. broke it. <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. I thought that was older. No. This is like 84. That's like 91, 92. <laughs> yeah, you're not even close. Idiot. <laughs> Idiot. Dummy. <laughs> you big dummy. First Killer Santa Claus, then. Wait, what about uh, um, Tales from the Crypt? That might have been... Well, yeah, that's the anthology. Yeah, that was before that. That's like the 70s. Yeah. So, yeah, all right. That was Escaped Killer Santa Claus. Yeah. God, I haven't watched that yet. Got to get on that. So good. I have to watch both of them. <laughs> the Tales from the Crypt series one is far better. Well, yeah. But yeah. The, the original one's like... It's the original one. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> Classic. Ooh. Christmas Vacation. All right, I'll take it. I'll allow it. I didn't know this was classic enough. Well, it's classic in that everyone knows Christmas Vacation. And if that's not a classic... I mean, I, well, you said old timey, so I don't know if it was old timey enough. No, it it's at this point. I mean, it's thirty. Because I don't years. like Miracle on. Well, that's what I was thinking about, but I'm gonna. Christmas Vacation's a classic, and like I said, it, everyone knows Christmas Vacation. Yeah, yeah. So, Christmas classic. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, I guess bit of a hot take. I think this is one of the best Chevy Chase movies. I think it's the best National Lampoon's Vacation movie. Well, it's definitely the best National Lampoon's Vacation movie. As far as Chevy Chase movies go, I kind of disagree. But one of the best, yeah. Yeah. Like, I was a huge Three Amigos fan when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm not saying it's good, but I love Caddyshack 2. Caddyshack (laughs) 2? I love it. Look, Caddyshack 1 is great, but I love Caddyshack 2. I love Nothing But Trouble. and. No one nobody like that. Movie. Well, it ruined his career. So, <laughs> have you seen that movie? Not recently. It's great. I've, I, I I've know, seen Fletch more recently. I don't know why I got so much heat. I love nothing but trouble. Um. Anyway, but we're talking about Christmas Vacation. Yes. So, yeah, Chevy Chase and Randy Quaid just doing the the top of their game. Um, we're doing this Oscars theme. Um, Randy Quaid, best supporting actor. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, no doubt. <laughs> for any Christmas movie. Um, and it just, it just, Krampus, the new Krampus kind of, uh, touched on it recently, but this just exemplified the horror and the comedy and eventually like coming together for why you do it. Like with the family getting together Mm. during Christmas, it's mayhem, dysfunction, it's dysfunction, it's anger and frustration, but then it all comes together and normally like a nice little 
prize at the end and you're yeah. happy. But there's a lot of there's a lot of shit leading up to it. Yeah. Um, and this just makes that it just again exemplifies it so well and puts such a comedic spin on it that it's just great. Yeah. Um, and we just watched this with Dana and Connor the other night, and like one of the parts that rings true the best is like when they're they're all getting ready, and then the family finally arrives, and the doorbell rings. It's like, ding, ding dong. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> dome, yeah. dome. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's about to start. Um, that's just, like, it's so subtle and perfect. I, uh, I'll tell you, it's a movie so classic that my trivia name at the bar last week was Bing Crosby and Danny fucking K, and <laughs> everyone knew what it meant. Everyone got a laugh, so... Um, yeah, and just full of like one-liners that you can drop that everybody knows. Did Gilmore just get hurt? Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. We just transitioned into the Eagles game real quick. Um, Merry Christmas, shitter was full. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Shitter's full. The whole Margot and Todd. Oh, and, oh, oh God, so good. I don't know, Margo. I think I've said so good this episode, like, because that's all it is. It's just like bangers, it's so right? Fun. Like, um, the uh, the the uh, what's her name? Aunt. Uh, who? The old auntie. Oh, don't throw me down, Clark. <laughs> is this the airport, uh, Clark? <laughs> is your house on fire, Clark? <laughs> um, the when, blessing. When he <laughs> has the tree. And uh, Todd and Margo come out, and Todd's like, "Where you plan on putting a tree that big, Griswold? Why don't you bend over and I'll show you." You got a lot of nerve talking to me that way. <laughs> Not I wasn't, you. Wasn't talking to you. <laughs> um, and just a li- there's, there's a lot of little jokes in there, like after the sap, and the pages are sticking yeah, yeah. to them, and uh, the lamp and big her tree, hair. a lot of sap, and big tree, a lot of sap, um, real full. <laughs> the Randy Quaid stuff. Like, it's not even like direct, like it, it, making jokes. I don't know how to describe it. Like just the little stuff that he does with like the Christmas list. And Clark, I want to get something for you too. Something real nice. Real nice. <laughs> yeah, it's just like the the details he puts yeah. on the character that make it Eddie. Dude, yeah. If that's not, a, yeah. That's just a real nice surprise. <laughs> we were laughing about a dog with you grabbed. Oh my god. The old Roy. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> he's piling on. Yeah. They're just like walking by, having a conversation. He's grabbing huge bags it's like of dog. 140 pounds of dog. <laughs> um, and then the whole like pool announcement. I don't know how to swim. I know that, Eddie. <laughs> just... I wouldn't be more surprised if I woke up tomorrow morning with my head sewn to the rug. So right. I'll take a cue from you and go to my classic. But my right. classic is an, is an oldie. Um, Scrooge. Yeah, Scrooge. 1951, Alistair Sim. Super old British take on the story, um, A Christmas Carol. Um, in my opinion, the best version. Like, Scrooge is Scrooge, which I like is Scrooge. great. But Scrooge... Um, there's just something about it. I watch it every year, late night with my dad, like Christmas Eve. It's super British. Like we've watched it so much over the years that like we've gotten to that point where like, what the hell is a hence penny? Google what a hence penny is, and you're looking, you're like looking up what they're talking about and stuff. It's just become this like thing for us. But the movie itself is like hauntingly good. Um, 
for its time, I think the if you want to call them effects were probably like mind blowing, like the fade ins of the ghosts and like being able to see through Jacob Marley. Um, the performances are like haunting. Like everything seems like it's from 1951, but you could believe that like that movie was made when the book was written. Uh, it's just a really done, really well done, like period piece. Um, I just love it. I love Alistair Sim. I think his look is so peculiar, his um, dickishness as Scrooge, and then the transition to like his giddy self. He does them so well, um, and you can like you can honestly like be like holy shit, like you feel it, like in Scrooge, like where you feel Bill Murray's change. I feel like you feel it in that, as in the other ones are. There's a bunch of other ones, but like, there's like Patrick Stewart and George C. Scott, and like I, I don't feel those ones, and they're almost too modern. Like they don't feel as old as they should feel, and that's why this one just is like. I'm Patrick Stewart one. I am generally not a fan of British movies. Oh, it's, this is super British. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I, I've seen it, and I don't know if I'll ever watch. I mean, I'm sure I'll watch it again because it's a Christmas classic, but. There's something about old British movies that don't... Except for Hammer films. I love Hammer films. Well, that's where I was going to go with this. The guy that plays Bob Cratchit was like a Hammer regular. Yeah. Which so, is cool. I guess that's kind of contradicting. Because I like Hammer films, but I typically don't like... Yeah, that is British contradicting. Movies. That is very contradicting. Yeah, yeah. I guess but, anything that's not Hammer, I guess. Well, I was going to say, films. yeah, you just have an affinity for Hammer. Yeah. Which is fair. So do I. Ready. Fringe. The Silent Partner. I don't know what that is. The silent it's very fringe. Partner. So it is a, I believe, 76. Yeah. It is, it is, it is. 78, 78. So it is essentially a heist movie, but it takes place on Christmas Eve. And I love this movie. Uh, it's one that I stumbled across a couple years ago, another Another new find, and I love that I can still have these new finds of a 70s horror movie, or not horror movie, a 70s movie. Um, it's Canadian, so it could have fell into the the uh, international mm-hmm. horror films. It stars uh, Elliot Gould. Oh, I do like him. <laughs> the premise is he is a bank teller in a mall bank and finds a note on the counter that says the bank's going to be robbed. And like, eventually, like at some point today, it's yeah, gonna get like, robbed. Okay. not like you know, someone came in and gave right, him right. the note. He found the note, and there's a lot of twists and turns in this movie. And I guess I shouldn't worry about spoiling a 1978 <laughs> yeah. movie, but at the same time, I feel like a lot, not a lot of people have seen this, and it's very, it's a very, very good watch. And, and also, the reason it's on this list, it all takes place on Christmas Eve. And there's a lot of Christmas reference because they're in a mall on Christmas Eve. So you have the Christmas look, the Christmas decor. There's Christmas music going on. And it is a really good, like, sort of whodunit, revenge tale, um, thief movie that was actually almost going to be... Oh, I mentioned it when we did our um, heist movie. This was going to be on my heist list, but I wanted to save it for Christmas. Mm. Um, it is quite good, and it's one that I think a lot of people have not seen. I highly recommend it. It is a fun watch, and and you do feel the Christmas. It's not like just like 
Christmas is like there in the background. It feels like a Christmas movie. Yeah, definitely not heard of this one. Yeah. And I love some Elliot Gould. We're, remember the the heist episode where we're trying to figure out this damn name for yeah. Ocean's Eleven. Uh, yeah, I'll check it out. Especially, is it all? Is it like straight? Straight. Or, okay. Yeah. So there's no there's no comedy. Yeah, and, it, and it's weird seeing him play straight. Yeah. Like he's playing like the again without spoiling it, like the victim sort of. But he he finds this note and gotcha. the robbery is coming. Um, yeah, quite good. All right, interesting. I like it. All right, international. Dial code Santa. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So we just talked about just, a little, little we bit. We both earlier. discovered this yeah, last year. Last right? year. Um, Fucking great. And I just watched it again last night, and I liked it even more the second time. I haven't rewatched it yet. Um, just the relationship between the kid and the grandfather makes it so endearing. Mm-hmm. Um, you you fall right for it. And like so, th- it's almost Home Alone. The gist is this lunatic, psychotic grifter man finds out where this kid lives and just comes and basically, they don't really say it outright. He could be a pedophile. He could just be a murderer. There, there's no real outright like what this dude is. But anyway, yeah. he finds out where this kid lives and he comes and like torments him and his grandfather and. It gets all home alone-ish. Yeah, it gets all home alone-ish. There's like traps and stuff. But this kid's this kid lives in like a castle mansion, and it's yeah. like it's like this. You go from like reality to fantasy, but it's it's the real world. Like he has all these secret rooms and all this 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 crazy technology that he created because he's got like he's like a borderline genius kid. Um, but his Achilles heel is the grandfather. Like he won't leave the grandfather behind, and like uh, the cat and mouse between. The crazy Santa killer or Pierre Noel. What do they call it in France? Something Noel. Pierre Noel. Not Pierre. Uh, no. Ah, I yeah, know. I know you're talking about that. I don't know yeah. the word. But it's, you know, it's like I said, the, the relationship between the kid and the grandfather alone makes the movie so good. And then this dude is legit out of his mind. And you like, you know, he's a little crazy. And then he kills the dog. <laughs> and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it's. It's like that, and then it's just the kid is, the kid is in real danger. Because at first you don't really know what kind of danger he's in, and then you realize it's like, oh, this dude's gonna kill that kid. So French, French movie, all subtitled. Um, I'm sure you it's can watch it dubbed somewhere. I don't recommend and, ever watching. And the kid has one of the greatest mullets in the history of mullets. Connor and Dana have a big problem with foreign movies because of the. Can't read, buddy? <laughs> no, I cannot. That's all right. It happens. It's tough. All right, there's a little bit against the green. Bear with me. Comedy. Four Christmases. <laughs> this movie's got a soft spot for what me. What the hell I is Four Christmases? With uh, Vince Vaughn and Renee Zellweger. Oh, Jesus. It's so <laughs> good. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Christmas uh, rom-com, but it's fucking funny. You got Robert Duvall. Who is some of the best modern Robert Duvall you can imagine in a ridiculous rom-com. The whole premise is Vince Vaughn and Ray Zellweger are going to go on this Caribbean vacation for Christmas. And they lie to their families and say they're going to like do charity work in like Africa or something ridiculous or South America. So they completely lie to them. But really they're just going to like a Caribbean all-inclusive getaway just to relax on Christmas and escape it all. 
and then there's a I forget what happens. There's like a snowstorm or something that like cancels all these flights, and they're at the airport, and there's a bunch of reporters there, like oh, like, and they're they're wearing like you know um, Hawaiian shirts. Hawaiian shirts <laughs> and everything, and they go oh, like where you, where were you going? They just freeze up and don't to say. So anyway, they have to go. They have to go see their families for Christmas, um, and both both their parents are divorced. They have to go see four families yeah. on Christmas, and all four of their parents and their families are just bat shit insane in all different ways. Like some of them are super hoity toity and like the perfect family. Some are like super blue collar, like kind of like white trash. Like there's all this stuff going on. They have to go see them all and shenanigans ensue. And it's, it makes me laugh out loud every single time I watch it. And it just shows like the strain that meeting the family and having to be patient and understanding of like your, your significant other's, family like put the string on the relationship and there's like any other rom-com there's like the fighting and then they they rejoin of course but it's good stuff makes me laugh every time and i would say the highlight is robert duvall and uh what's um do you remember the like he's a pretty famous character actor his uh brother robert duvall's son he was the the mma fighter yeah i know and they just keep putting vince lock one in like headlocks there's, it's a it's a pretty good ensemble cast of character actors. Like, each family has people that you're like, oh, like, I know them from right. so and so. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny. Man. Yeah, oh, it's good. With four families, you gotta fill out. I mean, yeah, it's good. Um, I thought for sure you were gonna say mixed nuts there for some reason. Um, <laughs> I thought about it. I thought about that in Christmas classics. That's funny um, that you said that. I don't know if that's a classic. For me, it is. It's a good one, though. Chevy Chase again. Nah, it's Steve Martin. I mean, Steve Martin. Steve Martin, yeah, yes. Yeah. Liev Schreiber, Adam Sandler. Such a weird cast. Because it it's weird. like, they're all young in that. Well, not Steve Martin, but like Adam Sandler and Liev Schreiber are nobodies. Yep. Um, God, so that's it, right? You got, I've got the last one coming up? Yep. All right. You do. Uh, action. Another wolf cop. Yeah, I had to sneak ah. it in. I almost used it as my international because it is Canadian. But interesting, I didn't even think about. Yeah, this. another Wolf Cop is just a straight up action comedy that I love this movie. It's it's Christmas. I mean, it starts off you know literally with "Oh Come All You Faithful" is the opening credits, the Twisted Sister version. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just there's an alien invasion <laughs> trying to take over this town, and the Wolf Cop is. Got to put a stop Werewolf to it. Werewolf cops got to stop it. Yeah. Um, Kevin Smith has a little funny part in it. Is the mayor of the town. The the freaking, there's a hockey bloodbath in it. Uh, Jonathan Cherry is hilarious. And the action is just like, it's that borderline horror, you know, ripping body parts apart. Um, you know, the opening scene with the, the, the truck chase with like, it's like the Astron 6 guys. Um, I guess they did a heist or something. I can't remember. They stole something, but the wolf cops chasing them down, and that ends up with them just the truck's a bloody mess, and it's parked in front of the police station, <laughs> and they're like, "What is this?" They got I don't know. Got to got to get it out of here, and it's just drunk Lou Guru trying to figure out how to get this truck started without drawing attention to it, and it's just hilariousness from there. I really love this one. I didn't even... Th- I, I forgot it's Christmas. Oh, yeah. So now I feel like I have to watch it before Christmas Day. 
Oh, yeah. I'm running out of time. Yeah, I have a lot to get in in the next couple nights. I have to yeah. do Silent Night, Deadly Night, 345, <laughs> which is actually easy. 345. <laughs> well, I find that I don't hate 3 as much as I always thought I did after last year. And I like 4 and 5. I still haven't watched it. 4 is weird. It has really nothing to do with Christmas. What's the one you had me watch last year for Watch Us Today? 5. The Toy Maker. And I didn't. I enjoyed that. Yeah, it was fine. it's fine. Um... Three I don't like. Another Wolf Cop. I can get into that. Still got to watch Rare Exports. Um, I still have to watch P2. I'm not sure if Steph even saw P2. You should watch it with her. I watched it in bed the other night, and I was very happy. <laughs> Were you jerking it? No, it's just so good. I was very happy. Very happy. No, it's just it's always as good as I remember it. Because I feel like... I only watch it around Christmas, and I build. I always tell people about it, no matter what time. I'm like, you need to watch P2. And then part of me always is like, oh, man, maybe people won't think it's as awesome as I think it is. I, and then I, I watch agree. it again. I'm like, nope, no, it is. Yep. It's awesome. If they disagree, they're idiots. Yeah, you're, you don't get it. You don't get it if you disagree. All right, let me recap and break down this list so we can get the hell out of here. And hopefully uh, – <laughs> Where do you got to be? Huh? <laughs> like, so we can get the hell out of here. Like, where do you go? Well, you be? two have work early in the morning. Yeah. I don't. Um, yeah, and hopefully people can... Hopefully the listeners will get some uh, new discoveries out of this. Because I think we have some obvious ones on here, but we also have some, some gems. Alright, so. Going down the categories. For Blockbuster, Jeff chose Die Hard. I chose Home Alone. For Action Adventure, I chose Lethal Weapon. Jeff chose another Wolf Cop. For horror, Jeff chose Silent, Silent Night, Deadly Night. I chose Black Christmas. For comedy, I chose Four Christmases. Jeff chose Scrooge. For children family movie, uh, Jeff chose Jingle All the Way. I chose Christmas Chronicles. For drama slash romance, Jeff chose Batman Returns. I chose P2. For international or foreign films, I chose Rare Exports, and Jeff chose Dial Code Santa. For fringe movie, that gray area of Christmas movie, Jeff chose Trading Places, I chose The Silent Partner. And for Christmas classics, I chose Christmas Vacation, and Jeff chose the British 1955 51 51 classic Scrooge yeah very good very good list yeah Yeah, that's a good list I have no discrepancies whatsoever yeah in any of those man that would be a really really nice little uh, watch like start in the beginning of December oh yeah run down this list crank through all of them yeah so like now that we did it do you see where I'm going with like if we chose a year doing this Uh that'd be fun yeah it would be yeah I like it this worked out well alright cool well, this is the last you'll hear from us before Christmas, um, and then we'll plan on dining in, diving, dining in. We'll dine we in will well. dine in before we record, of course. But we'll also be diving in to a New Year New Year's episode. Not sure what we're gonna do yeah, yet. We'll figure that out. Something cool. We're definitely not doing the best of twenty twenty one. So no, don't expect that's that. Not our style. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts that do that, but I don't really. I, I wouldn't even have that much to talk about for this year. Not a clue. I mean, there was a lot of good movies, but nothing that I would be like super excited about for this year for movies. Anyway, something new is coming at you for the new year. Otherwise, everybody have a lovely Christmas with your everybody. family and friends, or 
potentially sitting by yourself and drinking. Mm. Either way. Either way. Merry Christmas to all. Yes, and to all, a love, peace, and chicken grease. We are out of here. And ho, 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 we're out. Mend up your stocking hole, cause this lump ain't made of coal. I've got a boner for Christmas. Cranberry sauce, green beans, and muffins. You be the turkey and I'm the stuffing. I've got a boner for Christmas. Singing joy to the world, to each and every girl, to all. stocking and let me put my cock in i've got a boner for christmas all year you've been in a rut this time let's do it in the butt